Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. have you said Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, how often have you said Donald Trump in the last months? Thousands? Thousands? Every time you turn on the radio, every time you turn on the television, every time you go online, every time you even pick up an old hard copy of a newspaper, there is Donald Trump. His name, his objectives, as different as they are from day to day. And then last night, the chaos in, uh, in Chicago. And so the, one of the questions that I've seen is, uh, did last night in Chicago signal a major and negative change for Trump, or will Chicago simply serve to cement Trump's appeal with his followers and then grow those numbers? Maybe pulling in others who've been sitting on the fence. I was also uh, looking at um, a couple of uh, sites online, and I saw that Ilya Sherman... Executive director, identified as executive director of MoveOn.org, George Soros organization, according to the story I read, is taking credit for what happened in Chicago and says there's more of that to come. How's that working with American voters? Let me just read you a couple of lines before I talk to Fran Coombs, the managing editor of the Rasmussen Poll. Fran's been great uh, talking to us about what's going on in the United States. Not only is he a pollster, he's also a veteran Washington journalist. I don't think anybody else has this email. Certainly nobody's read it on the air. I'm just going to read you a couple of lines. I'll read the whole thing tomorrow. And it's it's from an American supporter of Donald Trump to a Canadian family member. Dear, and then the name. This was given to me as well. It is a circus. In fact, it's a three-ring circus. We have Donald Trump in the main rink, ring. He's ready to whip this country back into shape. In the left ring, we have Bernie and Hillary. Bernie's spouting about all the free stuff. I didn't clear my throat just accidentally. He'll make sure everyone gets. Hillary is just spouting bull stuff. Then we have Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and Jeb Bush in the right wing. So that's when this was written. We've been watching the circus too long. What a joke the current administration is. He's divided this country. We can't wait for the current clown in office to be gone. Seriously, our country is a mess. That's how that particular email starts. I'll read it all tomorrow, or 95% of it. And we'll find out from you tomorrow what you think about what this Trump supporter has written. Also, Donald Trump making headlines for saying, I think Islam hates us. Well, um, Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy and former lieutenant commander in the United States Navy, will be joining us on that tomorrow. But Fran Coombs is with us today, managing editor of the Rasmussen Poll, former editor of the Washington Times. He's covered presidential campaigns for more than 30 years. Fran, thank you very much. I know it was last minute. I got in touch with you this morning and uh, and with Beth at Rasmussen as well. So thank you for taking the time on short notice to talk to us. Um, our pleasure, Roy. What, what do you make of Chicago yesterday? Was it predictable? Uh, is is Do you believe that uh, this Ilya 
Sherman, the executive director of MoveOn.org, when he says they're taking credit for organizing what happened? Oh, I believe, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, basically that, this is the same kind of thuggery that we've seen on American campuses too often in recent years, where basically there's absolutely no tolerance of anything except far left-wing positions. And, you know, right conservative speakers, even moderate speakers are shut down, they're shouted down, and can't even give their speeches. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, basically these are people who want to silence anything that they disagree with. Uh, and I personally think I think Trump's going to benefit from this. I think this is exactly what people think is wrong with the country. And I mean, this is just he couldn't pay somebody to illustrate it uh, better than we're seeing uh, in a place like Chicago and uh, in Dayton earlier today. What happened in Dayton? I saw I just saw Donald Trump speaking in Dayton. Was there more activity? Well, somebody somebody stormed the stage, and the Secret Service had to uh, jump all around him. So I mean, it's more well, that was in Dayton. Image. And uh, I believe that was Dayton. I mean, I, I saw the footage, and he had Dayton on the uh, on the uh, <clears throat> the speed, the podium. Right. Uh, I'm not positive because uh, I didn't actually hear any sound on it. And but uh, yes, yeah, so the Secret Service had to get all around him because one of these protesters actually was trying to storm the stage. Uh, and he just spoke. I saw him speak in Cleveland briefly, and uh, there was protesting breaking out periodically. Obviously, it was well planned because. One group would break out, they'd, they'd escort them out, and then, you know, he'd speak for another five minutes, and then another group would start in another part, and then they'd escort them out. And so these protests were, like, breaking out, you know, periodically throughout. So obviously it was a planned thing. So uh, when I when I saw Chicago last night, Fran, my, I said out loud, uh, Mitt Romney the sequel. I'm sorry, Mitt Romney what? The sequel. Oh, Mitt Romney, well, or Chicago 1968, the Or Chicago 1968. What it it said to me was, what what, what I saw happening in Chicago last night and the cancellation, whether or not you're a Trump supporter, I said to myself, this takes anybody who might have been sitting on the fence leaning toward Trump is going to take them off the fence and put them squarely into Trump's camp. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, this... And a lot of people, I mean, I was interested in the email that you just read to your listeners, or a portion of it. Um, there is no question that there's a sizable number of people in this country who feel that Obama is the absolute most divisive president that we've ever had in American history, that he has just pitted everybody against each other. Uh, and that's a lot of the reason that you have this anger. I mean, he's pitted whites against blacks and vice versa, uh, gays versus straights, women versus men. I mean, it's always, everything is always parsed in that, in that way. Um, there's no effort to, to try to bridge the gap ever. Uh, everything's always political. Something somebody disagrees with the policy, it's always you know a hater, a, a racist, a bigot, or whatever. Uh, and I think you know there's just a lot of anger in this country. And when people see this kind of thing in Chicago, it just reminds them of what happens in college campuses. What happens? I mean, face it, nobody in their right mind probably would ride around with a Trump sticker on their car unless they're prepared to have their car defaced. I mean, it didn't used to be like that in no, America. No, has has what happened in Chicago and has the Trump campaign in the last, let's say, ten days, has it effectively sucked the oxygen out of Marco Rubio, out of Ted Cruz, maybe to a to a certain extent, and out of John Kasich's campaigns? Well, basically, it's like Trump's not even running against those guys anymore. He's running against the Republican establishment, and uh, there was a big story last week that the Huffington Post had about a secret conclave uh, in which top Republican leaders met with people, including the publisher of the New York Times, uh, which is totally pro-Hillary Clinton, so literally like reaching across party and ideological lines, 
uh, in an effort to come up with a strategy to stop Trump. So Trump is not, he's, you know, he's almost not running against Rubio and Kasich and Cruz anymore. He's running against the uh, ostensible leadership of the Republican Party. Fran, when you, when you do your polling, when you've done your most recent polling in the United States, what, to, what do you get out of that? What, what's the most fundamental message that you're receiving? Well, I mean, the message really hasn't changed dramatically, Roy. I mean, uh, as I've told your listeners in the past, Americans are very angry with their government. They're very angry with Congress. Republicans are just as mad at Congress as Democrats are, even though Republicans now run the Congress. Um, Republican voters have told us in surveys, regular surveys for several years, uh, that a vast majority of Republican voters have said that their representatives in Washington don't represent the base, uh, that they get to Washington and they forget who elected them. Uh, they're obviously very unhappy with these trade deals, all the things that Trump's talking about. Um, you know, again, immigration in surveys for years, we have seen 60, 60% plus of, them, of likely U.S. voters saying, we have to stop illegal immigration. We have to seal the borders. We have to use the military there if necessary. And, and by a tiny percentage uh, supports amnesty after the borders are sealed. And yet every single candidate that gets up there seems to be more interested in amnesty than in sealing the borders, whether it's a Republican or Democrat, left, right, whatever. And you know, people want smaller government. They want lower taxes. None of these things is ever done, no matter who's in power. And I think that explains a lot about the Trump vote. I mean, they want to, they want to elect somebody who's coming into Washington like a wrecking ball. Well, I want to read you the end of the email that I started. I read the beginning. I'll read you the end. And this is from an American supporter of Donald Trump. I need a change. I need a strong president. The Democrats are not going to help mainstream America. I need someone like Trump. I need someone to come in and kick ass. If Trump is only half the man Ronald Reagan was, the U.S. may be able to recover. I shudder to think of another Democrat in power. And this, by the way, is written by a woman. Right. Well, it's actually, yeah, here's a woman saying we need to kick ass. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, that, that is the anger that's out there. I mean, people are sitting there. I mean, I'm a parent. Um, you know, I, people like me, black, white, you name it, you know, whatever ethnicity, are saying the same thing. They're worried about the future for their kids. Uh, they're worried about, worried about their safety in the streets. Uh, I mean, this is not the America, this is not at all the America that we grew up in. Uh, and, they, you know, we see very weak leadership in Washington, if we see any kind of leadership at all. And, and what they're doing in Washington is exactly opposite what people want done and what their common sense tells them needs to be done. We have people on both sides in Washington who are fixating on the Ukraine and Russia. And they're more, they're more concerned about Putin than they are about ISIS. And it's just, it's, it's just mind boggling. The word is disconnect. Yes. They, there's definitely a disconnect between the voters and the people they have elected. You know, my intention was this hour to talk about Justin Trudeau, our prime minister's visit to Washington. But after last night and looking at emails that I received, I said, well, we'll talk about Trudeau tomorrow and we'll talk about what's making the headlines today in this country and making headlines today in this country is Donald Trump. Fran, I, I thank you for uh, for spending the time with us today. And, and again, it was very short notice. Muchly appreciated. Always a pleasure, Roy. I enjoy the conversation. Take care. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of the Rasmussen Poll in the United States. When we come back, we're going to talk to two Americans who live in this country. They've been with us before. 
Toby Condliffe is a former superdelegate for the Democratic Party in 2007 when Barack Obama became the nominee for president. And Mark Feigenbaum is the president of American of um, of uh, Republicans overseas, Canada. So we'll be talking to Toby Condliffe and Mark Feigenbaum, and then you and I will talk. Stay with us. 